welcome to the Inspiring Heights podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Kaiser, and I am delighted that you are here with us today. Our mission here at Inspiring Heights is to inspire you, our friends, to grow closer in your relationship with Jesus and to live inspired in your day-to-day life. We talk about all things faith, rhythmic living, and homemaking. Listen, we know you have a zillion podcasts that you could listen to, and we are honored that you chose to sit here with us today. With that, let's get right to it. I know I've said this before, but the transitioning of seasons is one of my favorite things. Most of my friends know that I despise being hot. Like some people can't stand to be cold. That's how I feel about being hot. (laughs) I get fussy and much less enjoyable to be around when I'm hot for sustained periods of time. So summer is fun for me for like five minutes in June. But the shift from winter and spring into summer is sweet. The days are long, the sunshine lifts my spirits, and the pace and feel is just a fun kind of different for a bit. As with any season change, there generally comes a shift in our schedules and our routines. And as we gear up to move into the summer months ahead, I wanted to talk about some things that I've learned over the past few years that I plan to take in with me into the summer. Number one, even though we don't have kids and we aren't teachers, the stuff that works in other seasons doesn't necessarily work in the summer. So stop trying to force it. One of the biggest struggles I have found myself in in the past two summers was cooking. I love to be in the kitchen, and I spend quite a bit of time there throughout the year. But for some reason, summer cooking is way less appealing to me. This has led to way more takeout than I'm actually game for. But on a deeper level, it leads to feelings of inadequacy and frustration. I can get really lost in thoughts about not being a good wife or a good host to people we invite into our home because my cooking is super scaled back. At the end of last summer, after some reflection, I realized I just don't enjoy cooking as much in the summer as I do in other months. We can say it's because of the heat or that I just want to be soaking up the sunshine or eating ice cream on the deck. The real truth is, I don't know why it is. I just know that it is. So instead of trying to force my summer cooking self to be like my fall and winter cooking self, I just need to embrace a different style, method, and rhythm when summertime rolls around. For those of you who are dying to know how the story ends, my practical plan for summer cooking is more bowls and salads. Cook meat in bigger quantities, less times a week, and then mix and match with rice, bite-sized potatoes, and salad as a base. Simplifying this part of my life will help deflate the feelings of insecurity around summertime cooking and get us where we want to be. Another thing that's changed the past two summers is our bedtime tends to get pushed out a little bit later, and that has meant in the past that my morning wake-up time also becomes a little later. I don't know what this summer will bring in terms of sleeping hours, but going into it with the awareness that we might need to, or even just want to pivot on our sleeping routines is an okay thing to be embraced. And it's not something that needs to be fought. Here's the bottom line for me. I, much to my own demise at times, (laughs) can be an all or nothing kind of person, Which means in situations like what we just talked about, I figure if I'm not going to do it forever, then what's the point of doing it at all? 
If I'm not going to permanently change my bedtime to 10 p.m. and my wake-up time to 6 a.m., then why would I work to pivot from my current 9.30 bedtime? The problem with this thinking, well, let's be honest, there's a lot of problems when it comes to taking that too far, but related specifically to this conversation, this way of thinking leads to rigidity instead of flexibility in our routines and schedules, even when the season might call for something to change. Then it's three months of trying to fit all square pegs and round holes, which again is the vicious cycle that leads to those feelings of failing and inadequacy. Thus, I have learned it is okay for nearly every routine to be up for evaluation as we transition into these summer months, and there's nothing wrong with that. The second thing I have learned is that I will come to resent my schedule if it's A, too full or B, too light. Summer is so interesting because there's this longing to fill it with trips and vacations and camping and barbecue and friends and on and on. While at the same time, we really want it to be a slower time to rest and maybe just be a little bit more free. Free to be outside when we want. Free to come home from a friend's house at 9 p.m. because it's still daylight. Just freer. We lived this. The first summer we were married, our schedule was so crazy packed. And then last year, it was almost painfully empty in terms of planned fun. The first summer that we were married, we literally had something planned for probably eight weekends in a row. In a row. Have I mentioned that both Hubby and I are introverts? It was a little overwhelming and exhausting. When we got to the end of our marathon, we were both like, never again. We have to plan differently next year. And that we did. Last summer, we took two adventures. And I will tell you, it wasn't nearly enough. Balance is somewhat of a hyped up word right now. We hear a lot about work-life balance, and there are many responses to that. We talk about balance on this show. And we can keep talking about that another day, but as it relates to our summer schedules, I have found that some bit of balance can be really helpful for achieving our summer goals. And goals is the key word in that thought process. To even understand what balance looks like, I need to know what my goal is for the summertime. The past two summers, I don't think I was super good at goal setting, Ben and I did a lot of talking about the things that we wanted to do. Ask me how many camping trips were planned and 100% not executed. And talking is a great place to start for sure. But this year, I want to try something a little bit differently. For summer 2023, I am going to do some goal setting. And this won't be like new year goal setting. But I want to take a look at what I hope to accomplish between now and the end of the year and work backwards into what we want to devote our time and attention to during the summer. I want to pause here just really quick and tell you, I have been super convicted lately about inviting God into my schedule, and I am trying to open my hands and my planner and ask God diligently and frequently if there is anything that needs to be added, removed, or changed. I tell you that just to encourage you to invite God into your planning sessions and ask him to guide your steps. Working backwards will help me to identify where I want my time and my energy to be focused as we move through the summer. 
My thoughts are that this will then help me be able to build in more time for fun because I won't be constantly chasing the what should I be doing tail, which so often can consume a lot of headspace. Solidly thinking through and coming to some finality around the goals that we want to pursue through the summer will help us to know what might fit in our summer schedules without the feeling of constant overwhelm or constant boredom or FOMO, fear of missing out. My third and final lesson I want to share, stop the comparison game. It isn't helping anyone, sis. You know those moments when your friends are taking a camping trip and posting selfies around the fire pit while you're working or cleaning the house because that hasn't been done in three weeks and the dog hair is starting to become a mountain? Those feelings of jealousy were strong for me last summer. But can I be honest and tell you where they led? They led to Ben and I making a lot of plans that we didn't follow through with. They led to buying more camping gear that we didn't actually need because while we like camping, we really only do it a couple times a year. Comparison is a tricky, tricky path. It leads us to do crazy things that make zero sense. And also it guides us right into disrespectful and oftentimes untrue thoughts about our family and our friends that we're comparing ourselves to. Thoughts like, I wish I could goof off as much as you do, but I have to be an adult and actually get some work done. Those are yucky emotions, and I'm not here for it. I'm not. So how do we fight comparison? Come on, say it with me. You know. Gratitude. Raise your hand if you have heard this more than 10 times this year already. But as cheesy as it sounds, the truth is the truth. When we focus on what God has given to us and blessed us with, and I'm not just talking about physical stuff here, by the way, it puts our lives into a different perspective. Another thing I've been thinking about on this front is, what if we actually took some time to evaluate why it is that we are feeling jealous or inadequate compared to whoever that person is for us? I sometimes think we're coached to refocus our attention, but not as often to actually pause and ask why. Why am I comparing my schedule to my bestie's schedule and then feeling less than because we aren't taking seven vacations this summer? Girl, you hate sleeping in a hotel and you won't hardly get on an airplane. What are you actually jealous of? I think sometimes we just get caught up in the social media life of comparison, but at the end of the day, We are just as content to be in our backyard sitting around the fire pit as we would be sitting on a beach with a friend. And sometimes the pause and question might help us to identify something that is actually missing for us. Maybe when we ask why we're comparing or feeling jealous, the answer is because our schedules are too full with busy stuff and we haven't made space or time for vacation or rest that we're longing for. That's an okay conclusion too. It's a fixable situation. We don't have to sit and stew and live jealous. Instead, we can live honest and pivot where pivoting is due. If we're willing to set our summer priorities, build our schedules to match those initiatives, and be honest with ourselves about feelings of jealousy or comparison, we can nip those nasty things right in the backside. Isn't life just a constant game of learning and then relearning a few times before some of those good lessons really start to soak in and take root? As you consider your summer coming up, pause and ask yourself, 
Where might a routine need to pivot? What are my priorities for this season? And who am I comparing myself to and why? All right, friends, I want to take just a second to tell you what's been inspiring me this week. For my birthday, my in-laws gave me a Bible verse mapping journal called the James Journal. And I've been eyeing this specific journal for some time, and I was so pumped to get it. And in the last couple of weeks, I've really dug into using it. So the process of verse mapping drives drilling down and picking apart verses to understand the words that are used, while also encouraging cross-referencing to give you a bigger picture around the same language that's used multiple times in the Bible or the same concepts that are used multiple times in the Bible. And at the end, you reflect on God's attributes uh, and the application of this verse to your life. And this tool has just brought a lot of joy in using to study God's word. So if you're interested, I will link the James Journal in the show notes for you to check it out. I would encourage you, friends, to stop and consider what's been inspiring you this week. Friends, thank you so much for listening in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're so inclined, we would love for you to leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps potential new listeners to get a feel for the show before they even hit play. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Inspiring Heights. If you haven't already, you can sign up for our newsletter, Inspiration from the Moment, by visiting our website, inspiringheights.org, and hovering over the contact us link. If you have friends that aren't yet subscribers, please share the podcast with them if you think it's something that would be helpful and inspiring to them. Okay, friends, until next time, take a deep breath and be inspired where your feet are. Bye for now.